Welcome to the Dynasty Freaks podcast with your host, Justin Christopher. For free rankings, player values, waiver wire tips, and trade advice, follow him online at dynastyfreaks.com or email dynastyfreaks at gmail.com. Hello, greetings from Austin, Texas. Welcome off you Dynasty Freaks. Admit it, you are addicted to Dynasty. I am too. My name is Justin Christopher, and I'm a Dynasty Freak. That means I love drafting and trading and scouting and managing all of my teams 365 days a year. So to you, so let's talk some Dynasty. Episode number 260, officially into off-season mode. Recording this on Saturday before the divisional playoff games. I'm sure we're going to have a lot of fun games to watch. But um, I've told you last week, a lot of the things that I do during this time of season, particularly leading up to the actual NFL Super Bowl, is uh, going back and reviewing my teams and reviewing my processes, reviewing my trades, looking back at the rookie class, Gave you a whole list of things to do, and so now I'm actually going to do those. And when I do them, I will record podcasts uh, detailing what are the, some of the things that I went through in that process. And the first is to re-rank the rookie class. Always a fun idea to go back to my rankings that I did last May when most of my uh, dynasty rookie drafts took place. Most of them took place in May. And so I go back and look at my rookie rankings in May, and then I re-rank them now that the season's over and all these guys have had one year of play. And so it's pretty fun to look back, catch and see some places where maybe you were right, maybe some places where you were wrong, and what the process was like, where you went wrong, where you were right. So pretty fun. Uh, this season there were a few pretty dramatic changes in my rankings, um, particularly two players, uh, but then there's going to be a lot that stayed right around in the same range. But I'm going to tell you now that I'm going to rank my top 20. We're just going to do 20 today. Top 20 of this rookie class where I had to re-rank them today. And super flex leagues, here we go, 1 to 20. Number one would be C.J. Stroud. Uh, he was number two in my Superflex rankings, but now I've moved him to number one. I had B. John Robinson ranked ahead of him in May, uh, but after his monster rookie season, Stroud has moved up to number one. Uh, he finished the season as a top 10 quarterback and is only going to improve. We know that. I drafted him in one league, uh, traded Josh Allen in a first-round pick for him in another league where I was rebuilding, um, so happy about that. He's moved all the way up to my number four ranked Dynasty quarterback in all of Dynasty uh, the best is yet to come for Stroud and the Texans offense, for sure. He's my number one player if I re-rank today. Second uh, rookie uh, would be Bijan Robinson. He went down from number two to, I mean, from, from number one to number two. You know, we all know that Bijan produced far less than Dynasty managers expected last season, but he was still a top 10 running back while he was sharing way too much time with Tyler Algier. Well, Coach Smith is gone. And there's every reason to believe that the new coach will feature Robinson more than Smith did. Uh, the offense could uh, get better, too, if they sign or draft a quarterback, too. So we'll see. He's still the top running back in this class, and I would be the top pick. He definitely would be my top pick in a one-quarterback league. He's uh, my top-ranked running back overall in Dynasty, too. So not just number two in this rookie class in the Superflex League, but I'm a number one running back overall in my rankings. Just behind him would be my third third. Uh, ranked third in this year's rookie draft, would be Jameer Gibbs. Uh, moved him from number four uh, to number three because in May I actually had Bryce Young ranked ahead of Gibbs in my Superflex rankings. But now Young has moved all the way down to 14, as you'll hear in a minute, and Gibbs has now moved up to three. Gibbs lost a lot of work to David Montgomery, but at the end of the season he was given a much more steady workload. Uh, Detroit knows what they got in Gibbs. They know how to use his skills perfectly. Uh, surprisingly, Gibbs actually struggled with some drops this season. That was the only negative thing on him. Once he cleans that up, he's going to produce even more. And he is my second-ranked running back in Dynasty overall. So Bijan 
and Jameer Gibbs, these rookies from this last year, already are number one and number two in my dynasty rankings overall. And they're number two and three if I was to re-rank the rookie class. This is a little bit controversial because normally I would pick uh, receivers. If I was redrafting, I would pick receivers. But in rookie drafts, I actually move running backs up because they're just so hard to get. It's so hard if you don't finish, you know, in the top one, two, or three, you know, first picks of your rookie draft. It's so hard to get running backs these days. If it was just a straight up other draft, you know, like a, a redraft, starting over, starting a new league, I'd actually have these receivers that I'm about to list uh, ahead of these running backs, but just because of their longevity. So that explains a little bit why I value running backs in rookie drafts. So I'm making these rankings as if this was a re -re redo in the whole rookie draft right here. Now let's get to some receivers. Spicy. Number four is uh, Puka Nakua. I moved him up from number 35 all the way up to number four if I was to re-rank the class today. Definitely last May, I was way higher on Nakua than most any dynasty manager that I know, or most any analyst that I know, which is why he was drafted in five of my nine dynasty teams. Now, I drafted him in the third round of those drafts, but now I draft him ahead of every other wide receiver in this class, which is pretty wild. Unbelievable drum, uh, rise from number 35 to number four in my rookie rankings. Now, he was a monster this season, you know, surpassing historic rookie records. Uh, he's now my eighth ranked rookie wide receiver in Dynasty, all the way up to number eight overall in Dynasty uh, after finishing his rookie season as the fourth highest scoring fantasy receiver. Unbelievable. Pukunuku would be four. Number five would actually be Tank Dell. He's moved up from number 26 in my rankings in May, and now I would pick him as number five, re-ranking the class. Now, I think this ranking might be the first controversial one, but I would move Dell all the way up to fifth in this class after finishing 10th in the league on average points per uh, average points per game this season. Uh, his, his being linked to C.J. Stroud is uh, in the early connection that they formed on the field makes me even more confident to take him ahead of the other wide receivers that honestly were drafted ahead of him by the NFL and drafted ahead of him in our rookie drafts last May. I wish we could have seen him play out the entire season to see where his stats would have measured up with the others that did get to play the whole season. I think his injury was a fluke and he's going to be back and he's going to make magic again next year and be connected with C.J. Stroud. He's now my 16th ranked overall dynasty wide receiver, so Tank Dell would be number five if I was to re-rank the rookie class. Number six would be Sam Laporta. He moved up from number 14, where I had him ranked in May, to now ranking him number six in this rookie class. Laporta, he arguably had the best season by any rookie tight end ever. Uh, he finished his rookie season as the highest scoring fantasy tight end, and is clearly, clearly the top ranked tight end in Dynasty right now, like he is in my rankings, and I'm sure he would be in everyone out there's rankings. In this class, uh, he and several other tight ends actually dismantled the widely held belief that it takes tight ends a few years to become productive in fantasy. What an incredible season Laporta had. I'd have him ranked number six when I re-ranked the class. Number seven would be Anthony Richardson. I moved him from number nine in May to now moving him up to number seven in my Superflex rankings. Uh, though his sample size was very, very small, uh, Richardson, I think, did enough to prove me wrong and caused me to move him up in my rankings. I was lower on Richardson than almost every dynasty manager or analyst that I know. I just didn't think that his skills would translate to the NFL. And I've not compared my rankings with others, but I bet I still have him ranked lower than most dynasty analysts do and would draft him much higher if, if they had a super flex rookie draft right now. He probably would go higher than seven. Um, but my doubts and his sample size keep me just a little bit more cautious still, even though I did move him up to, from nine to seven because of what we did see on the field in those few games where he played. Overall, in my dynasty rankings and my quarterback rankings, he's ranked 12th 
overall right now. That's a pretty good start for Anthony Richardson. Better than I expected. Number eight, now it's going to start to look a little, a little more normal. These guys were bumped up mostly because of Tank Dell and Puka Nakua jumping over them and Sam Laporta jumping over them. Uh, now it starts to look like what was, you know, right around the two, three, four, five picks of rookie drafts last year. Right now, though, it's number eight, Jackson Smith and Jigba. I moved him um, from number five, who went five in my rankings, to number eight, uh, JSN. He was the top consensus wide receiver pick in last year's class, but he moved down to third in this class as I, if I rank them today. Uh, he was blocked for sure by two very talented veteran receivers in Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf, both of which produced more than him this season, but that will change. That's going to change in the future. The two Seahawks have actually have a potential out in Lockett's contract this year, and even if they do take him, I think we're just going to see, he's going to see a lot less of the field, and JSN's going to see his go up, because Tyler Lockett's turning 32 years old. Although he moved down a few spots in my rankings, JSN's pedigree, his draft capital, keep him a first-round pick if I was to redo the class today. Overall, my entire Dynasty rankings, he's my 19th-ranked um, wide receiver uh, in Dynasty right now, so... Didn't move up as high as some of those other guys, but still keep it in there, uh, confident that things will get better for him. Number nine would be Jordan Addison. He moved from number six to number nine. Addison may have you know, benefited from Justin Jefferson's extended stay on IR, uh, but he definitely made the most of his opportunities and finished as a top 24 wide receiver this season. You could also argue the opposite, though, that as much as he benefited from having Justin Jefferson not be on the field for a lot, you could also argue that Kirk Cousins' season-ending injury made him less productive than we could than he could have been had Cousins been healthy the whole season. Uh, I don't think he's ever going to become the wide receiver one because Justin Jefferson's too good. That's obvious. But he could, I think, consistently produce as a top 24 type of numbers. Uh, that's why I have him ranked 20th overall as my 20th ranked dynasty wide receiver overall. Number 10 in this class would be Zay Flowers. Uh, he moved from number 7 in my rankings in May to now I'd rank him number 10. And, you know, Flowers immediately made an impact on Baltimore, but his fantasy production this year was pretty up and down this season. Uh, he ended the season, though, on hot streaks. That was good and became the clear wide receiver one for Baltimore, even though he may not be the top targeted player in Baltimore, uh, just the, with the role that those tight ends play. I think his role is going to increase, though, next year. Uh, he's now my 22nd ranked dynasty wide receiver. Now we have another guy that made a pretty big, pretty big jump. Re-ranking the rookie class, Rashi Rice would be my 11th ranked Player. He went from number 21 ranked in May, now up to number 11. So Rice is definitely one of the top risers as I re-ranked the class today. You know, when he came out, I dinged him uh, because in my rookie rankings in May, just because Kansas City just has drafted or traded for receivers for years and years, and they never seem to find a legit wide receiver one. Uh, plus, they spread the ball around so much anyway, and Travis Kelsey is really their lead, lead target getter. Um, at the beginning of the season, it looked like I was right, that that's what the Chiefs did. But as the season progressed, Rice definitely established himself as, as their go-to receiver. Rice's dynasty value is going to soar even higher if he develops in this role, while Kelsey maybe starts to fade away or perhaps retires. Uh, currently, Rice is my 27th ranked dynasty wide receiver overall. Definitely moving up quite a bit uh, this year, particularly at the end of the year. 12th, rounding out the first round, you could say. My 12th ranked uh, rookie, if I was to re-rank today, would be Dev Devon Achan. Uh, from number 11 to number 12, so not much movement there. Uh, I, th I think on HN I was right and I was wrong. I ranked him a little lower than most managers and analysts because I feared that he did not have the size to become an every-down back, 
And on that point, you could say that I was right. He battled injuries all year, and he split carries with Raheem uh, Mostert all season long, too. Um, you could also argue that I was wrong, though. However, because he, when he was so explosive when he was healthy, and uh, it was pretty amazing how he could do that with even an infrequent workload, still sco score so many fantasy points. Uh, he did have fewer touches than I thought. He, you know, fewer touches than I did that all with fewer touches than I thought. Um, he moved down my rankings here, but only only because uh, the rookie receivers that moved ahead of him. Uh, but he moved significantly ahead of Zach Charbonnet, which I'll mention in a moment. In a moment, whom I previously had ranked ahead of A Chain, and that's why I drafted Charbonnet several times over A Chain when I was on the clock, and both of them were available to me. More on more on Charbonnet as he's fallen down. A Chain has moved up, and A Chain is now my sixth ranked dynasty running back overall. Pretty amazing. So I was definitely wrong on him. Next would be uh, number 13, Jaden Reed. He moved up from number 22 in May to now I have him ranked uh, number 13 uh, here if we were to re-rank today. Um, if Reed didn't battle injuries throughout the season, though, he might even be ranked higher than this because he finished the season 24th in average points per game. Uh, the Packers have a, you know definitely have a room full of young wide receivers, and all of them played well at different times this season. Uh, but I think that Reed's role in the slot and his use on gadget plays where they, they give him runs and do other things with him really keep him out of the fray of the competition for the other starting roles. Uh, the Packers' offense is young, one of the uh, youngest in the league, I believe, and now really going to be one of the best in the league. Uh, Reed's best days are ahead of him. He's now my 32nd ranked dynasty wide receiver overall. And we got Bryce Young finally coming in here. I know my Superflex rankings at number 14. Like I said, he was ranked number three in May. I moved him all, all the way back to 14. I think Young's poor play this season just caused me to bump him back to what would now be like considered a second-round rookie pick if we were to redraft today. His draft capital, he insists that he's going to start for the team next year and get a second chance with the new coaching staff. But we all know that there's first-round quarterbacks that they fail all the time. And is no, you know, really could be the same way for Young here. Uh, he could be one of them. He'd be out of my top 24 in one quarterback leagues, but in super flex, super flex leagues, I'd take him right here in the second round. He's my 23rd ranked quarterback overall in Dynasty, so still got a ways to go. Re-ranking today, Tajay Spears would be number 15, where he was number 19 in my uh, rookie draft board in May. Now he's moved up to 15. Uh, Spears was productive in the limited role that he had this year behind Derrick Henry, but the Titans are definitely... Uh, moving on from Henry this next season, leaving the backfield for Spears to finally take over. Uh, he played in all 16 games, and he never really battled any injuries. Pretty awesome. And the Titans, I think they'll probably will bring someone in to pair with him, but the roles, are, I think, are going to be reversed. He's going to be the RB1, and whoever they bring in will be the RB2. Spears has steadily moved up my overall dynasty rankings. He's now my 18th ranked dynasty running back. As aforementioned, number 16 would be Zach Charbonnet. Uh, he was number 10 in my previous rankings, but now I've bumped him all the way back down to 16 if I was to re-rank them today. It's just that Charbonnet didn't really take over the passing and the goal line rolls like I expected. And then Ken Walker, on top of that, he played better than I expected. So Charbonnet will still you know, have a role on the team next year with the new coaching staff who may actually even like his skills better than Walker's. We don't know what's going to happen there. Most teams have you know running back by committee these days anyway, so Charbonnet still has value in Dynasty. It's just different from the first round value that I believed last time in last May. I'm still hopeful for Charbonnet and have him as my 22nd ranked running back in Dynasty overall. And so he's still pretty high in my eyes, but I have to admit that I was wrong on him 
and uh, moved him back from six to 16, where he was 10 when, it was, when I was drafting last May. Then a few more here. Number 17 would be Will Levis. Remember, we're talking super flex leagues here. Levis had a few you know, shining moments when he got a chance to start for the Titans, but he just didn't do enough to prove that he's a future for Tennessee. In a super flex league, he's still a quarterback worth drafting in the second round if we were to do the rookie drafts over again. I'm confident that he's going to begin the season as their starter next season, but I'm not confident that he can keep the job for years to come, especially with all the good quarterbacks coming out in this class, and there's still other free agents that are out there as well. He's my 26th ranked dynasty quarterback overall, 26. Next would be uh, Dalton Kincaid at 18. Uh, he was number 13 um, in May, but I've moved him back just a little bit here to 18. It's really not so much that I moved him back for dinging him. It's just that other players have jumped ahead of him. Uh, Kincaid's production this year was very hit and miss, but he had enough great games to cause me to rank him as the second ranked tight end in this class. Um, he still could have been ranked a lot higher if he was able to keep Dawson Knox off the field, but that really didn't happen this year. Uh, Justin Allen definitely targeted him a lot, particularly as the season progressed, and so he does have a key role in the passing game. Definitely had a great rookie season. Uh, he's my 11th ranked dynasty tight end overall, so you can see that I think highly of him there. There's just others that I would draft ahead of him if we had to redraft today. Two more to go here. Number 19 would be Michael Mayer. Uh, he was number 12 for me in uh, May, and now I've moved him all the way back down to 19. Don't get me wrong, I'm still a Mayer truther. Uh, even though I moved him down in my rankings at the end of the season, he was my top-ranked tight end in this class in May, and now he's moved down behind uh, Laporta and Kincaid. Still a truther, though. He immediately saw playing time, uh, but just wasn't really involved in the passing game uh, for Vegas. Uh, now, now he started showing improvement kind of near the end of the season. His last five games, he started to do well, but then he ended up on IR. Uh, that's enough. That's an improvement that I saw and the fact that he was on the field so much. Um, new coaching staff, new things are going to happen there in uh, Las Vegas. I think that he's going to improve significantly in this next year. He's my 12th ranked dynasty tight end, and so just, just behind Kincaid, who is ranked number 11 overall in my dynasty rankings. Then we got one more to go, Josh Downs. He moved a little bit back. I had him ranked 18th in this class in May, and now I rank him 20th. You know, Downs you know, ran kind of hot at the start of the season, but definitely petered out near the end of the season. Uh, that was still enough, though, for me to keep him ranked about the same as where I had him last May. Michael Pittman is a free agent this year, and so we'll see if, you know, what happens with him. He's definitely going to be one of the most coveted receivers on the market. Um, I don't, really don't think that Downs is suited to be a wide receiver one. He's better as a wide receiver two. So I hope that the Colts actually re-sign Pittman and let Downs keep that wide receiver two role. Uh, we didn't get to see too much of uh, Anthony Richardson with Downs. That's, that's a little disappointing. So I wanted to see what they would look like together. Um, that's another factor that kind of keeping down, huh, I'll make a pun here, keeping downs down in my dynasty rankings, just because we want to see what he looks like when he's playing with Anthony Richardson, right? That's it, for sure. For now, he's actually my 35th ranked wide receiver overall in dynasty. Chance to improve on that. We'll see what happens with some of those off-season things that will be taking place there for the Colts. I think we're going to stop it right there at 20. That gives you an idea. Hopefully, you've got a good share of these players. I know I've got shares of all of them, of course, uh, playing in nine leagues. That's going to happen. But excited to see what happens uh, with this rookie class. Biggest surprises for me, for sure, were uh, Tank Dell rising up the boards, Rashi uh, Rice rising, or rising up the boards, and Puka Nakua uh, rising way higher than I even thought that he could be. Uh, those guys were the main ones that shook up the draft and pushed some guys down from where I had him ranked 
in May. Anyway, hope that was a fun exercise for you. Do it yourself. Argue with me. Send me an email. Tell me why, where you disagree. Send me your top 20. would love to see it. Uh, we're going to call that a wrap for this week, my freaky friends. Uh, thanks so much for listening. Make it a two-way conversation. Anytime by contacting me at dynastyfreaks at gmail.com. That's dynastyfreaks with two E's. Uh, much better on email than any other way to contact me, so email me. Again, I'd be honored if you take time to rate and review the podcast and Apple Podcasts. That would mean a whole lot to me as an independent podcaster. Well, I do want to become your most trusted independent voice in the Dynasty landscape. Until next week, you know what to do. Go out there. Get freaky. Thanks for listening to the Dynasty Freaks podcast with your host, Justin Christopher. We welcome your thoughts and advice. Let us know what you'd like to hear on the podcast or see on the website to help you dominate your league. Justin prides himself in responding to every email, so hit him up anytime at dynastyfreaks at gmail.com and follow him on Twitter at LonghornJustin. Justin.